Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. It is 2020, the year of perfect vision. And we come your way on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at newspress.com and richarddugan.com. We podcast these programs for the extended version. What do you mean extended version, Richard? Version, Richard. Well, the extended version is beyond the 50 minutes that we are allocated for the radio broadcast. So our guest might talk for an hour. I've had interviews that have gone an hour and a half. And if you're only listening to the radio program, you're missing a lot of good information. We talk about so many other things. So please make it a point to go to the podcast. And then when you're there and you're listening, click on our guest's name. Or if you're listening on the SoundCloud uh, playlist or player, uh, click on the grocery cart as well. It will take you to our guest's website where you can continue your evolutionary process during this 2020 year of perfect vision. Also, if you'd like to support what we're doing, you like the fact that we are trying to bring about new ways of living through new paradigms for a new world, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We would love your financial support. We have a PayPal and Patreon account. And if you can, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those who have another triple. Thank you. And those who will thank you also. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll take energetic support as well. We're we're. it's not that we're not picky. Uh, cash certainly works much better, but We're not, uh, we don't discriminate in terms of those who would like to help us. And so if you can send us some good energy, that that's terrific too, because we're sending that out to you. And uh, we thank you also for listening to the program. Today, we have a returning guest to our program who uh, used to do a little feature for us. uh, And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get that started up again in the next few months or something like that, depending upon her uh, time availability. She may be too busy to do that, which is okay. We'll just have her back more times for an extended talk. Beth McDonald. she is a corporate, I want to say a corporate astrologer. Is that is that an accurate phrase, Zabeth? And welcome back. Thank you, Richard. Thanks so much for having me having me back. It's um we have a lot of history. We've done a lot of fun things on your show. Over the last I I, I beg to I hate to say this. At least 10 years. Uh, probably more like uh, 12 or 13. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think we're headed for either our 13th or 14th. I, I, after 10, I start to lose track. Needless to 10's say, it's been good. over a decade. Yeah, 10's good. 10's a nice round number. And so, is, and so is 2020. Uh, I yeah. started declaring 2020 the year of perfect vision back in September like 2019. That. And it's about yeah. inner vision. Um, I, I want to share something with you. I want to share something with you, Beth, that I was talking with one of my other guests who I've had on the program as well, who um, basically when we were chatting the other day, we were chatting about, well, lots of different things. And for whatever reason, she said, you know, I was doing thus and such and thus and so. And I thought of you. And so she contacted me. I think it was through LinkedIn, which I think is a, a it's probably one of the best, better resources that I've 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 come across. Uh, anyway, um, and she, um, she, we were sharing, and I was sharing with her uh, some different aspects of my personal philosophy, the different stories that I tell on this program as we converse. She says, you know, you need to put those three or four pillars together into a book or something. And so I wanted to throw these pillars out to you. They, there's things that we will talk about, but I also, I think we will start, of course, with sort of an astro- astrological view of um, where we are today, uh, and in maybe one sense, uh, I'll ask you this other question as well about uh, uh, the the more spiritual and metaphysical 
uh, meaning behind what's happening. But the pillars that I have, the four of them, and I'll, I'll keep them very brief, are uh, looking at the macro to micro cosmos and uh, basically how we view each of those, whether we look through the Hubble telescope or a, an electron microscope. And don't we usually, we as things are moving around and doing this and that there, we go, ooh, ah, right? You know, oh, wow, isn't that neat? Oh, this is incredible, right? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, Horton Hears a Who and and you got the, that other world living on that dust speck, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're, we're amazed. But when we look at our world, at our level, it's chaos, it's fear or joy or bliss or, or anger or frustration. So that's one of them. The other is choices that we always have them. It doesn't matter where we are, we have choices. The third is uh, the issue of duality and the I am of life, that there is no duality. The, the, the uh, Hindus talk about the Maya or the illusion. I love Lewis Black, how he phrases both these two right. words illusion and delusion i love, love that and then number he's four awesome. he's yeah. what go ahead he's awesome oh he he's really one is of my favorite comics oh yeah. yeah and then of course free will and responsibility and uh I, i'm seeing a lot of that now today when i hear of people who are justifiably upset over the fact that their business has been shut down. The place of work is shut down and they have no money coming in, even though they've hopefully filed for unemployment and this and that and the other thing. And I saw a video of the folks circling the uh, Arizona state Capitol in Phoenix, Arizona. And some of the people were saying to the reporter who was covering it, that uh, they are smart enough and they're intelligent and they know what to do to, uh, uh, you know, keep from spreading this, this virus that's going around the globe. And when I heard that, I, I, I then had to pull up the, uh, the sheet, uh, the statistics uh, of COVID virus and who's got it and who's died from it and who's uh, recovered from it, which is also a good thing. And those three categories led me to believe that this was an idiot who was making this statement because of the numbers. <laughs> so these are, these are, it's like, the, you know, and I heard someone else say, uh, I have the constitutional right to do what I want to do with my life. I, the Constitution says life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Well, the Declaration of Independence uh, also says uh, to promote the general welfare and ensure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, not through the economy, but through staying away from each other. And so there's the juxtaposition there between free will and personal responsibility right. and then our our governmental uh, system uh, under the Constitution. So it's it's just really interesting how she, she, you know, we were chatting for, I guess, an hour and she says, you know, you didn't do that. So I, I may very well start to formulate that. But with all of that said, I would like to get your professional view or perspective on I'm going to say where we are today as you and I converse and what you have been able to glean, if, if this is even something that is in your purview to do, uh, as to the coming months. And let's just say June, July, August, into maybe even to the end of 2020 in terms of the how can I put this? The astronomical general welfare of of the people, not just necessarily of the United States, but but even of the globe. Right, right. 
Okay. Um, let's dive in. Let's dive in. I, I would like to start with the here and now, the right here, right now, because that's the most important moment we have. And right now, uh, you and I are recording on April 22nd. It's of 2020. It's Earth Day. It's Earth Day, and it's the new moon in Taurus. And so um, the new moon for me is always an opportunity for the uh, a reboot, for the 30-day reboot. You know, the, the moon cycles are about 28 to 30 days long, and the new moon is an excellent time to uh, start over. If you don't like where we where you are, if you don't like what's going on, uh, step back for a minute, assess the data that you have, look at where you are, how you got here, where you're trying to go, and course correct. Like the the new moon is a a new opportunity. That's why I put my newsletter out on the new moon every month. It's it's a very uh, literal visceral moment in time uh, to take. Um, stock and to take appropriate action. And so right now, um, we've got a lot going on. Taurus is so very relational. And one of the micro topics in, in your introduction has exactly to do with relationships. What is our, what is my relationship to myself? my free will and personal responsibility, uh, and then how does that relate to other humans? We don't want to tank the economy, but we also don't have a grip on this virus. And at least right now at this recording, uh, we're, we're kind of holding steady, but we're, we're holding steady at a pace that is not sustainable in terms of our medical healthcare providers, mm -hmm. we, we if we if we continue at this rate, if we don't get a grip on it, we won't have the healthcare providers. We certainly don't have the protective gear or the equipment, the ventilators. We don't have the resources to handle it getting worse. And so, um, and and this is this is where I think. De-escalation in communication is really, really important, and it's it's one of the things we're not seeing at the levels of most of our leaders. It's not it's not what we're seeing at the levels of the media, and and so it's it's really important uh, to slow down for a minute, take a breath, take stock, and de-escalate rather than escalate. I think that's going to be the mode of the month um, on the both the macro and the micro levels. You can't calm down anything externally if you're not calm yourself. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I've really been doing in the last six weeks, two months of this, uh, because it's been going on for us and my family for two months because uh, of the work both myself and my husband do, mm -hmm. um, uh, this has been this has been going on for two months now, and and it's absolutely important, imperative, to spend more time on the inward plane now, making sure that 
on a personal level, we're grounded, we're calm. And if we're not, that's job one. Don't sail out into whatever else you're trying to do in the world because you'll just make it worse. Stop, slow down, breathe, pray, meditate, stretch, move your body. Um, and d take the time you need to get back in your body and get back on the good foot, get in your right place, your happy place, and then step out into whatever world, whatever aspect of the world, whatever level of engagement you have to do next. I couldn't agree with you more, and it's what we've been promoting, as I said, uh, since September of last year. And uh, I, I, I have to say that um, I have to work, and just as you've described, I have to do the right. same thing to stay calm because I get bombarded yeah. uh, because I'm working for uh, an information station in addition to uh, my wife being very concerned and she's always checking Facebook and these different news sources and so forth. And then when I come home, I get the uh, I get the question. So did you hear the story about and I nine times out of ten, I say no. Well, she then tells me. And, um, of course, she's very worried. She's very concerned because she's in that age group. I'm just right. I'm just the other side of it in that um, I turned 60 on the 26th of June of this year. So, um, you know, I've got those those things. So now I've got to spend that time quietly. I mean, the beauty is we have this beautiful travel trailer that now I can jump in there and and turn on whatever program or cartoon. I love watching the cartoons because they make me laugh and that helps right. to, to break that tension. And it's something that I have been telling people over and over. And I, I mean, it's like I can't tell them enough. Matter of fact, um, uh, the people who listen to this interview conversation with you and I on the program on the radio station have heard a promo that's been running that I recorded early in the morning and I did it intentionally. And it basically goes like this. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, it, it, it kind of, I'm Richard Dugan, your host for tell me your story. It kind of sounds like I just woke up, doesn't it? Cause I have that morning voice, right? Well, I did. I just woke up to the fact that we need to calm down. We need to take time to go within in this 2020, the year of, of perfect vision. And that's really what I'm trying to get across to people. And through this program, through what you're doing, you're doing the same thing. Yes, there are some realities on the outer world, but isn't, from your experience, isn't it our intuition, our higher self, our connection with the divine, uh, the, the source of the universe, if you will, isn't that where we not only get the guidance and inspiration, but where we also find that peace, peaceful and calm space where we then can bring that forward i mean isn't that what uh what gandhi said you know be the peace that you want to see or be the change i guess it is but it's same difference you know if you want peace in the world then you need to find the peace within you isn't yeah, that isn't let it that, begin with me let it begin with yeah me? well and and i'd like to speak to that um one of the dilemmas uh of being in a human body on this planet is that uh, there are challenges here. You know, this isn't the Oprah show. Everybody gets a car planet. You know, this is the this is the planet where we we work hard and we learn things. And then hopefully what we're learning how to do is to use our free will and our responsibility to make good choices, to make things easier and not harder. And one of the the 
struggles with that is in this 2020 year of perfect vision, a lot of times what we see is painful or it's hard to see. Mm -hmm. That's where the phrases putting on your rose colored glasses comes from, you know, and I think one of the things that's really challenging about this year is this pandemic is forcing us to see things about ourselves and our external world much more clearly than we have ever allowed ourselves to see before, both as individual souls and in terms of the collective unconscious. And, and it's, it's a struggle. We are not liking, uh, for the most part, what we see. We're not liking the fact that we've pretty much trashed the planet and look how fast it comes back if we just stop, if we change our behaviors, you know, that's one piece. One of the other things I think we're seeing perfectly now is that our economic system here in America doesn't work Mm -hmm. for everyone. It doesn't work for most people, Mm -hmm. you know, it works for the top 1% and the rest of us aren't taken care of the way other countries take care of people. Other countries ensure people have a living wage. Other countries ensure people get the resources they need to enjoy mental health. Other countries make sure that people get educated and uh, things like that. People have time off so they don't have to work when they're sick and risk risk everybody else's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we we it's it's a very rude awakening this perfect vision thing is and it's it's going to be painful mm-hmm. which means we all again using our free will our personal responsibility the onus is on us on a day to day minute to minute basis to make very 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 good choices. And again, your uh, equanimity, your equilibrium, your emotional balance, your mental health, your spiritual connection has to be job one. Okay, but I got to stop you there. You're telling me I have to take 100% responsibility for my life? Really? (laughs) Yeah, which means fewer cartoons and more prayer and meditation. Oh, man. Okay. I believe we've discussed this. I believe we have. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. but I did find a cartoon that talked about the tree of life and the Merkaba and all those well spiritual done. things. <laughs> well done. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. That's right. Go ahead and continue. Okay. Well, um uh and I love it that you brought this up because um one of the things I've been doing myself and encouraging other people to do in these moments when we're we're also another thing we're seeing with our 2020 perfect vision is how social media and uh, regular media doesn't serve us. It's inflammatory. There's there's far more uh, negative content than positive uplifting content. And so again, we have to use our free will and our personal responsibility to make good choices. And we have to like disconnect from that. Everybody's talking about that. We all get that. The tricky part is what do we choose instead, right? And so one of the things I've been doing myself and telling everybody else to do is go back and listen to the recordings of readings you've had in the past 
or sessions you've had in the past with intuitives, healers, coaches, and go back and, and again, using that theme of, of Taurus, you know, revisiting your relationships, revisit your relationship to yourself as a soul. Mm -hmm. Those readings reconnect you with who you are as a soul so you can reconnect more easily with spirit. And, and that is a magical thing to do. But the tricky part is, again, a lot of times we get data in there that, um, you know, whenever you're dealing with consciousness from another plane of reality, it, it takes a while to figure out how to translate it to this plane of consciousness. And, and it's not easy. And we get just, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle sometimes for us to be present with things that are not easy. I think as Americans, we get kind of a lottery mentality or a microwave mentality. If it's not done in 14 seconds, we don't have the bandwidth for it. And um, this is an opportunity to stretch and grow that and going back and listening to those old sessions or looking at the charts or looking at your notes from those can be very, very powerful and a very, very profound way of remembering who you are through all this. I remember asking uh, one of my guests uh, about that. I said, uh, do you think that our evolutionary process uh, is going to take us to a place where we will finally remember who we are? And they said, no. They said, uh, our evolutionary process will take us to a place where we will remember who we have always been. Big yeah. difference, big difference. Yeah. Now, I want to share something with you, and I just managed to grab this notebook going back to 1992 uh, from a program that I went through back in Phoenix. And this was written, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read bits and pieces. It's uh, referred to, it's the Phenomenon of Man Project in honor of the work of Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. And um, it has to do with where shall we hide the truth? And I'll just read the first paragraph here. It's a poem. Where shall we hide the truth from man? The gods all cried when he was made. He can, uh, he, uh, uh, let's see here. How can we guard our secret? They are each of them so afraid. Hide it in the earth. He'll mine it. Hide it on a mountain. No, he'll climb it. Even in the sea. No, he'll find it. Where shall we hide the truth from man? Last paragraph. Then they solved the mystery of how to fright, how the frightened gods could uh, uh, frightened gods should win. Having trouble reading this. Oh my goodness. The wisest said, "Let's hide the truth and hide it deep inside of him. Hide it in his heart. He will doubt it." Hide it in his soul. He'll live without it. Even if we should reveal and shout it, he won't believe the truth is within him. And this was written and sung by uh, Sebastian Temple. And I have carried that with me, well, since 1992 for, for, right. for almost 20 years. And 30. But who's counting? <laughs> but who's counting? Uh, and... That is really the point I personally am trying to get through to people is that this is not a uh, this is not a process that you can do on the outside. 
No priest that you confess to can help you with this. Uh, there's no intercessory prayer uh, from anyone here on the earthly plane or in the heavens, uh, the saints or Mother Mary that can help you. You have to do the work yourself. And this goes to what you just said <laughs> about taking that time to pray and or meditate and or ponder those things and to start asking those questions of yourself. You also said, too, that it is a scary place for people to go. I mean, even they say in the poem there, in the song uh, lyrics, you know, that they'll th- that man will be afraid of it. Um, are you finding, with the people that you connect with, obviously they are interested at some level in moving forward, in their own personal evolutionary process, their transformation. Are you finding that that people, um, not that, that that the people you deal with who aren't really notable folks, they're not in the news, you know, every day. They're just folks like you and me. Um, they're beginning to realize that, and they're starting that process on their own. Some of them are, and some of them aren't. A lot of them are mindful that they need to. I'm getting a lot of questions about how and mm. and what are some resources and, and best practices. I, I think um and and this is this is fascinating for me. When the lockdown first happened in the state of California just after St. Patrick's Day. Yes. I had thought I would be really bored. Everybody was was like, oh, the economy's going to stop. We're not going to have any work, you know, and and I figured I'd just be clutter clearing the house, you know, and 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 maybe painting or some, you know, doing some painting or something. And I forgot I'm a crisis manager and we're in a crisis. And so uh, it's it's. um, And so at that point, I thought most of the work would be people looking at their medical stuff and their legal medical stuff because mm-hmm. there's you know we're we're pretty much guaranteed that most of us are going to catch it in some form or fashion in the next 2 years and so how do we prepare for that most people do not have medical directives, uh, uh, medical power of attorney, uh, the five wishes, any of those kinds of things. And so I figured it would all be that. And, and because the, that kind of thing, the reason people don't have it is because it's really hard to be present with. It's tricky to do. And, and I thought it would all be that. And good Lord, I was really wrong about that. (laughs) Seriously. Um, I've basically done that for no one. And, and what I have done for the first two weeks it was fa- it was a lot of working families trying to navigate and negotiate the new normal with everybody being at home how do we both get our jobs done how do we both um, how do we manage the kids or and then in a lot of cases it was okay one family member is bipolar or one family member is frail elderly or both how do we manage that where we don't have release valves and escape hatches, you mm-hmm. know? And so it was a lot of kind of nuts and bolts, boots on the ground kind of strategies for working families. And it made total sense, uh, but it was uh, it was kind of a surprise to me. It wasn't what I expected. Yeah. And then the second two weeks was all navigating the financial stuff. 
you know, some states have renters and mortgage forbearance. Most of them don't. You know, how do we connect? And then there's unemployment and the unemployment system was tanking and it's different in different states. And regardless of the state, an awful lot of uh, mid-level executives were finding out that they got fired, they got laid off, they got furloughed, but they don't qualify for unemployment even though they've been paying into the system for their whole working lives. And their 40s, they're, they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s, they're in their 60s, they're bearing down on retirement, they've got mortgages and kids in college and no visible means of income. And they didn't realize they were not entitled to the benefits they pay into. And so helping them process if if you're an if you're a salaried executive at certain levels you don't qualify and people didn't know that and it was particularly hard for people who lean towards the right politically because they didn't realize the system they're so um uh, invested in doesn't serve them they actually didn't realize the the gap between uh, what they believe to be true and what's actually true. And so then there was kind of this double whammy of, you know, figuring out material plane survival, but also figuring out how to navigate that within their own psyches and their souls, you yeah. know, because it was, you know, you know how bad it feels when we realize we were wrong about something or we didn't understand something yeah. and now we're suffering from our own like mental entrenchment and or confusion. Well, and so. there's a phrase that I have lived by. I've tried to live by every moment because the universe has a beautiful way of giving me my comeuppance when I get a little too big for my britches. Someone shared this with me years ago, and I think this is a prime example of what you're talking about, this, this quote. It is better to begin in doubt and end in certainty than to begin in certainty and end in doubt. And Absolutely. I hear it's this constantly. Mind. Yeah. Buddhist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the concept of the beginner's mind. You mm -hmm. always have room to grow and learn. And so that's how I spent the second two weeks of this. And then now it's more about looking forward. I feel like people are, are stabilizing mentally, emotionally, and uh, on the material plane. We've figured out where the food banks are. We've figured out how much we're getting back, if we're getting anything from paycheck protection and the stimulus package. And we've figured out if we have unemployment and if so, how much and for so long. Like, I feel like we're moving into a phase where now, as we move into May and June, we can begin to look forward and navigate uh future the future and and i'm seeing a lot of people with um elective surgeries like hip replacements and knee replacements it's like how do i navigate knowing that i might not be able to have my surgery for the next six months or um higher level executives who were on a, a term contract that just expired and it's like okay they're leaving one gig and they have a bit of a break and um where do i want to begin to look for work next and when in what sectors of the economy uh should i look and and how do the current changes you know because we're having to uh 
that's another 2020 thing mm -hmm. is a lot of the corporations now are realizing that their uh, business model isn't virus proof. And even our education systems, you know, how do we, even our civil service, how do we make our economy more virus proof so people can work? And it's heavily tech dependent. And so, you know, a lot of executives who specialize in uh, the technological aspects, um, especially in things like sports and the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. It's like they, they're having to, they're having to figure it out, you know, yeah. the sporting industry and live music, dear Lord, there's been so much about, about live music. Like we're all music fans of something mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, figuring out these, these corporations now are, and their executives are having to figure out what the future, what is possible Mm -hmm. In the future, right now, we're just getting the lay of the land, like Sun Tzu in The Art of War. It's like, first, you have to know the lay of the land. And so right now, and I think in the next, you know, four to six weeks, especially with the upcoming Mercury retrograde, uh, Venus retrograde, and that pesky little conjunction again between Saturn and Pluto and Venus and uh, Saturn, Pluto and Jupiter, um, there, I think um, there's the next, you know, four to eight weeks is going to be a lot about just sussing things out, gathering data, especially as things move into Gemini, right? Which is all about data. Um, how do we, how do we gather the data and assess it so we can make good choices? You know, that's another aspect that um, the late Barbara Marks Hubbard shared uh, in an interview that I did with her, and I, this goes back, I mean, I interviewed her back in 2007. And then I had an interview with her um, sev a few years back uh, when she was actually packing for a trip to Australia. So she's, she's in talking to me while she's putting stuff in her suitcase. In her it was, suitcase. It was yeah. very interesting. Right. But I aired yeah. that following her passing, uh, sort of a tribute to her. And uh, but one of the things that she was so clear on about uh, these periods in time, and that is that we are going to go through what she described as birth pangs, that when a woman has a baby, OK, uh, you've got those nine months, but not only that, then you've got that period of it could be hours, could be days when right. you're trying to get that kid out of you. And yeah. it hurts. And again, I have no points of reference. OK, but it hurts like hell uh, or yeah. at least it can unless you get the right drugs. Right. And uh, she says, but that's what we we have to go through. Now, someone else said to me not too long ago. Uh, and they were making no judgments on uh, uh, the the then candidate Donald Trump. But they said that were he to be elected, she would cheer, not because she's in support of him, but because he would be the catalyst that would bring about what we are into right now. Now, it just so happens it turned out to be a virus, but it could have been something else. But her, and then when this virus hit and we decided to do what we're doing, she cheered again. She said, oh my God, the, the, the abundance of opportunities that are here for us as human beings, that right. we are, it's not a question of that we're going to, we have to do things differently in all 
areas of our lives, at all levels of our lives. And though I know, and we we, we will certainly talk more about this too, it brings about a lot of angst and fear and all those kinds of things. We want things to go back to, everybody keeps hearing about, either they say eventually we will get back to normal or the new normal. Well, it's the new normal we're headed to, and it's not going to look anything like the old normal. And that's good. That is absolutely fantastic because it means that, as you just, I think, rightly said, maybe I'm hoping that maybe you and I might be in charge and we can do (laughs) things differently to where it is beneficial for everybody, not just a select few. Yeah. This is go ahead and elaborate if you would. Well, the thing I keep coming up against is um, there's a certain section of the population that's very, very clear that the new normal isn't going to look like the old normal and is already doing the emotional and psychological and intellectual inner work required to adapt and overcome, to prepare for that. But there's a lot of people on the planet who still don't understand that. And so the, the challenge for me is, is not beating them over the head with it. It's like, how do we have patience and tolerance and compassion in a very pragmatic harm reduction kind of a way so that the, the people who aren't quite there yet have their process in a way that reduces the possibility of harm to themselves and others. And I think that's what we're, that's the phase we're in now. Mm-hmm. And again, all we have is now. And, and again, you know, we make better decisions and, and have better free will and personal responsibility choices if we can continue to really on a moment by moment basis, um, recommit to staying calm, staying grounded, uh, staying um, uh, patient and present. It reminds me of Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks, Mm -hmm. when she talks about the vortex. And when you're in the vortex, when you're in your happy place, you have one job. Mm -hmm. Stay there. Mm -hmm. Stay there. And if you're out of the vortex, you have one job. Get back in. (laughs) It's really simple. And so your free will and responsibility in the now moment always, always, only is this. Am I in the vortex? Yes. Awesome. What is the next best awesome right thing I can do? And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's just like stretch a little, have a glass of water, wait for your next set of instructions, you know, or your next opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then if you're not in that place, stop traffic, take the phone off the hook, take a break, take, uh, you know, get out of the house, go sit in the yard. Or if you can't get outside, sit by a window. And this is one of the most basic mindfulness things that I've been doing with everybody and granted, I've been doing this for years, but like it, it, I'm saying this 16 times a day now. Get outside, and and socially respons- in a socially responsible way, mm-hmm. of course. But there is nothing as consistently grounding and healing and uh, revitalizing as nature. 
And if you can get outside for five minutes, do it. If you can't, go to the window. Go to the window and look outside. Are there clouds? What kind of clouds are there if they're there? Is the breeze blowing? How hard? What's that doing to the sycamore tree and the palm trees? And how is that impacting the crows and the woodpeckers and the squirrels and the hawks and the, the things that we have in our immediate environment here? Um, stay connected to nature because that is an easy answer. I not will, all the answers are easy. Not all the things to do are in terms of grounding and centering and prayer and meditation are easy. But but that's an easy intermediary initial first step, you know, kind of. Um, yeah. And, and just we have to take personal responsibility for our emotional state, our, our psychological state more than we ever have. And, and, and am I calm? Yes. Good. If I'm not, you know, what's the problem? And, and I've got to calm down. You know, mm -hmm. I can't go off on these rants. I can't go off on these tangents. I, for, and what I'm telling people a lot right now is shut up and listen. Stop, <laughs> talk Stop talking. Stop talking right now because you're not helping. You're adding to the noise. Yeah. Take a breath, ground yourself and listen because um, Americans are not um, emotionally articulate. And a lot of times what we are saying is not what the words that are coming out of our mouth is not what we're actually saying. And what I'm finding is is textbook normal human, but is always worse in a crisis is um, our ability to listen to what they're actually saying and then ask questions to make sure you are understanding exactly what that person is saying. You're not assuming. You're not jumping in to share about you. Americans are so narcissistic. We can't listen to other human beings without turning the conversation back to ourselves. It's like, how do you just simply comment on something somebody just said? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Or, oh, wow, I'm so sorry. Or, oh, wow, that must have been hard. Or simply tell me more. Mm -hmm. I'm here to listen. Yeah. I am present with you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the, the typical uh, quote would be, uh, so enough about me. What do you think about me? Uh, uh -huh. is pretty, pretty yes. typical. And, and the other aspect of it too, and I'll just throw this out before we move on is that we, as a, 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 as a nation, and especially on a governmental, let alone a business level, um, at, at some, at, at some places, uh, we want to be the innovators. And if somebody else comes up with a better widget somewhere else in the world, I'll be damned if we're going to use that as an example of how we're going to build our widget. We're going to start from ground zero and work our way up. We don't want this other person's uh, input from another country because we're Americans and all the great ideas come from America. I mean, it's really saddening to think that... Uh, um, in, that, that Marconi received the patent for uh i believe it was for the morse code and so forth or radio and it was somebody else who actually invented it and the only reason marconi got the credit was he got the patent office faster than the other guy 
and it's it's almost it, and I have to say this humorously. If you've ever, if folks, if you have, if you haven't watched the original Star Trek series back in the 1960s, you really should because there's a character. His name is Chekhov. He is from Russia. The character is from Russia, and every invention that they talk about, he says, "Oh yeah, we invented that in Russia." Really? <laughs> but that's the attitude we have. We don't want to learn from other people, and it's like. But we're a community on this planet. We need to do that. One of the things that I have learned by doing this program is that every so often, Beth, we do have to take a break. I know you know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. And segues as well. And this is a segue into a break. And we'll be back in just a moment here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're talking with Beth McDonald, obviously about the times... Uh, the time in which we live, which is the now. But we'll talk a little bit about where we're going next and, and how we can get there, uh, hopefully uh, in, a, in a, a peaceful and sane way. And we'll do that in just a moment here on Tell Me Your Story. 2020, the year of perfect vision is where we're at. Don't go away. Tell me your story. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I'm here with Beth McDonald, and uh, we have uh, we've been associated for well, gosh, uh, probably a good 14, 13, 14 years, if that, and and um, really kind of sharing ideas and concepts and and uh, so forth in regards to the things that that we have faced. Now, 2008. Um, one of the questions that came to my mind when I heard about the hundreds and thousands of people who lost their jobs in the United States specifically, because it really hit us. I know that it was a global thing, but but it was more an economic issue. Uh, and that's kind of interesting how now we're dealing with another economic issue. Uh, but I used to think, I wonder how many of those people who lost their jobs hated their jobs and that this is actually a good thing for them. And I do remember hearing, too, that around 2009, late 2009, going into 10, the entrepreneurial boom boom hit. I mean, it was an explosion of people with new ideas. And probably today, many of those are major corporations that wouldn't exist if these people had said, Nah, I'll just I'll, I'll just wait for things to settle down. I'll go back to work at the factory or I'll go back to work at this place or the other. Uh, and as I said before, I've been optimistic from the beginning of this. Now, a little scary. Yeah, sure. I don't want to catch it. Even if I do survive it, it I've heard it's not fun. But the opportunities, and that's the other thing that you talked about, Mercury. You, we're, every time we get on this program, we talk about Mercury and retrograde. It is not something to be feared. It is, a t- as we've really brought it down, it is a time of self-observation. Well, 2020, the year of perfect vision, is a time to go within and not just observe, but to seek and find calm and peace and information uh, some of my guests, we've talked about the Akashic Records. Well, hey, there's a time you can go check out, you know, your Akashic Record and, and see what's going on in your life or why you are the way you are. And maybe you can make some adjustments and changes. Uh, I've talked with, for example, uh, uh, Pam Osley, who deals with Aura Colors. And she's even said, if you don't like your colors, because <clears throat> you don't like necessarily the way things are going, you actually can change your Aura Colors. 
Yeah. It takes time, but if you really want to, you can. So this is such an incredible time of opportunity for everybody, you and me and everybody listening, uh, for my wife. Uh, you know, I, t- I joked with her. I said, consider this a trial run for retirement, okay? What are you going to do? If you were to retire, if we could afford for you to retire today, and let's say it was March 18th, 2020, what would you do? What would you do with your life? You know, you can't just sit around. You know, I mean, there's there's the old joke about sitting around eating bonbons. That's not going to work because uh, bonbons are expensive. Um, but uh, this time of opportunity, when you look forward in the months and say, because you made the comment about, you know, some people say we're going to be going through a cycle of this virus for the next two years. Um are you optimistic in that respect? Do the, do the charts, let's say, show some level of optimism overall, okay, uh, for humanity? Well, this is where I, I look at the microcosm rather than the macro mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. um, because... Actually, I want to say this differently. Mm-hmm. Um, most of us, when we are at our most uncomfortable, are struggling to try and control externals that technically aren't ours to control. And so I think the big surrender right now, I think, I think the way to stay optimistic is to surrender to the uncertainty and the fact that this is life on again this is life on this planet this is this is a planet that's that's made up of cycles births and deaths and destructions look at even the universe our universe was uh born in a violent explosion and and you know stars are born in a violent explosion and stars die in a violent implosion you know there's violence and and cathartic uh change throughout our world and so the thing i always start with is make peace with reality this is the planet you're on this is the world we're in you can't control everything you can only try to be resilient and so much of and i and back to your 2020 perfect vision thing i think another thing that people are seeing with 2020 perfect vision right now is the effect of their complacency politically Mm -hmm. america has the most abysmal voting statistics Mm -hmm. and and has for my whole lifetime people do not exercise their constitutional rights to vote and to participate in the system, they don't take time to really get granular and understand, um, not from a doctrinaire position, but from a historical perspective. 
I love economic historians. I love political historians. I'm loving Heather Cox Richardson right now. Um, she's got a blog and, and she talks about what's going on right now. Like every day she comes out with a, a new little newsletter and she talks about what's going on right now. And then she puts it in historical context. Sometimes it's how we got here. Sometimes, uh, it's it's other Gilded Age moments like this. And so uh, how we got there and what happened, you know, because history repeats itself. And so one of the one of the things that I think all this, whether it's a positive out a more positive outcome or a more negative one, really depends on, again, back to free will and choice and personal responsibility. What do people do now that they can see? more clearly and and are they going to vote are they going to participate or are they going to stand on the side and throw molotov cocktails you know or what it, it it really depends on a lot of factors we're we're at a critical juncture you know yeah. on a on a good day you know if 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 people if there is political will if there is political will and participation, we can create a better economy for more Americans. Because the system we have now isn't working for most Americans. It, it works for a small percentage. And so we have to decide if we want that or if we want to just keep sending our resources up the food chain, you know, mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. And um, we have to decide. And and it's it's a very personal choice. It's a very individual process. And it could go in a lot of ways. There's going to be joy. There's going to be pain. And we have to, to me, it gets back to the heart of Buddhism. There is suffering on this planet. The Four Noble Truths, you know, there is suffering on this planet. We cannot necessarily prevent all of it. All we can control is our reaction to it. How are we going to react? How are we going to respond? And that involves mental discipline and physical discipline, controlling your mind, controlling your body. And, and where I want to go with this is one of the things that's really been up for people kind of since the first of the year when we had those that big conjunction with... Um, all those planets in Capricorn and primarily Saturn and Pluto, um, the which which was so much about our deepest wound. And for most people, our deepest wound is some form of disconnection, where we don't feel connected to ourselves, to our fellow man, to God. And so what I started really talking about with people was like, okay, let's get granular. It's uh, with your spiritual life. You say you're a spiritual person. What is your daily spiritual practice like? Mm. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crickets. Crickets. Even here in Santa Barbara, which is such an allegedly spiritual community, it's like, okay, do you pray every day? No. Do you meditate every day? No. Do you light a candle and wish somebody well? No. What do you do? Mm. Well, I believe in God. That's great. That's epic that's square one you know and we need to build on that if you truly are a spiritual person you have a spiritual practice mm -hmm. and so in the coming days and weeks it's going to be really important for people to take the time make the time and figure out what your spiritual practice is 
what it is that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more on that. And it's it's not always easy. No, but it's <laughs> but it, it it was one of those things that came to mind for me <clears throat> when and this this it seems so innocuous, but I think it's a fair example. I used to complain, even as a kid growing up, that I didn't have the time to stop in my process of getting ready to go to school or wherever it was I was going. I don't have time to brush my teeth. I really don't. I I I can't I can't work that. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy, yeah. And then I finally stopped and I started to take a look at that statement going, that is such a load of hooey. Because in your schedule, your alarm clock goes off, you get up out of bed. You go into the bathroom, you take a shower, you dry off, you get dressed, you do this, 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 and off you go. Don't tell me that you don't have a schedule, you don't have a routine, and that you couldn't incorporate that into it. That is, you know, and it's like, okay, all right, all right, all right, okay. Uh, and, and, and so now, every day. It's, it's it, you know, it, it, and it's sometimes it takes a while to put that in. And now I got to take... And maybe <laughs> showing my age here. And now I've got to take a bunch of pills in the morning before I go out the door. Um, you know, and it's it's just one of those things. But I think that that's one of the things people have to come to uh, come to grips with. And that is you do have the time. You absolutely do have the time to do whatever it is that you need to do to develop that inner life. Um I spend a lot of time standing out on the porch looking out, and we live up in a beautiful place, uh, looking out at the trees and the meadow in front of us and the valley, the mountains to the to the north, northwest, north, northeast, <clears throat> uh, up on, Santa, uh, up on uh, Old San Marcos Pass. And uh, it's wonderful. And then we have this family of five deer every year, every so often, whatever the season is, we see mama with a new baby or we see mama yeah. pregnant again. Of course... We hardly yeah. ever see the males. I don't know where the heck they are, but we know they're around because mama keeps getting pregnant. Right. <laughs> but it's such a yeah, it's such a beautiful and and my wife and I, we actually have our travel trailer all hooked up and ready to actually occupy it. It's it's as if we're camping outside our cottage where we live. And so we'll go out there with the chairs and we'll sit in front of it oh, under the awning with our favorite libation. Maybe we'll have the music on, maybe not. And just sit there and and we'll have a conversation and we'll talk about stuff that means something, not right. just so what are we going to have for dinner tonight? You know, what do you want to do this weekend? And that, that, and it's it's and yes, sometimes it is talking about what's going on in the real world and and our perspective on it and how we feel. And, and of course, as I've said, I am still optimistic about our future, although Beth, I, I've asked this question probably, if not of you, I've asked it of many of my other guests. Because of the way things are in the world today, uh, and this would be looking at it from the pessimistic side, the glass half empty. Uh, do you really think that mankind deserves to continue? I mean, look at what we've done to the planet. Look at what we've done to ourselves and to each other. And now this virus? Come on. You can't tell me that if you were... The creator that you say, yeah, let's give them another thousand years. 
I, I'd probably say, nah, end it. Just end it. You know, because <laughs> they're just, they're not getting it. Uh, and, and yet at the same time, I'm sitting here going, we, we, we can change. And of course, that's where the optimism comes in. It is, it is, it is something that we can do. John Denver says it great in one of his songs. He says, changes somehow frighten me. Still, I have to smile. It turns me on to think of growing old. And I really took that in as a kid growing up listening to that. Because now here I am, I'm, I'm just this side of 60 as we converse here on, on Earth Day, March, uh, um, April 22nd, 2020. And it does. Because there's so much more that I want to do. There's so many more things that I want to share with people. And so many other people, such as yourself, I want to share with others. Because you have a great service to provide to uh, folks. Uh, and I'd actually like for you, if you wouldn't mind, to talk a little bit about that uh, and, and also give contact information so that if, if people can, are, are resonating with some of what you're saying or all of what you're saying, they can get in touch with you and maybe, maybe work with you. I don't know what, what kind of schedule you have these days. I don't know how, how full it is. Um, but as you were saying earlier, you know, at least with the work you do, you're able to continue doing the work you do. Right. Nothing has really changed for me. I've been a crisis manager for a lot of years. And, you know, like I said, we're in a crisis, so there's plenty, plenty to do. Um, my name is Beth McDonald. My website is BethMcDonaldConsulting.com. Um, best way to reach me is through my website. Um, I've been clairvoyant since I was a little girl, the psychic abilities run very strongly on both sides of my family. I'm one of the rare talents. I get my information all four ways. I'm clairvoyant, which means I see dead people. I'm clairaudient, which means I hear words and phrases, voices. Um, I'm clairsentient, which means I'm kinesthetic. I feel sensations in my body, like uh, chicken skin or goosebumps or things like that. Um, and then I have that, the fourth way is just that lightning strike knowing where you just know something that you should have absolutely no reason to know, no way of knowing. Um, it's just there in your head. Uh, and, and so I have that. I've been doing that professionally since 1994. I took up astrology shortly after that as a lark. I just took a class. A friend of mine was doing it. She invited me to come along, uh, and I was hooked from the first minute of the first day. And what hooked me was the mathematical nature of its precision. Uh, it, and people complain it's not right 100% of the time. Well, honey, nothing is. Um, if you're right in the high 80s, low 90s, uh, most of the time, you know, uh, you're good. And what I found was astrology really helped me in my work with business people, uh, lawyers, people in legal uh, situations, lawsuits, and politicians, things that required dates and deadlines and time frames and budgets and um, a lot more probability and statistics. Um, that kind of thing. And so I started folding that into my practice in the late 90s. And I work, I work with all kinds of people. What happens a lot is somebody calls me because of a work problem. 
and and I, I help them get through it or a legal problem or a political campaign or something like that. And I, I work with them and get them through that crisis or that moment or that transition. And they come to trust me. And so then when something happens in their personal life, they find out their partner is cheating or they find out their business partner is embezzling or they uh, get fired or they're afraid they're going to get fired um, or they have to put mama in a nursing home. Mama can't live by herself anymore. When they're navigating other transitions, then they come back. And so there's, I do work on, you know, professional material plane stuff, but I also help people with personal life stuff too. And, and those kinds of transitions, um, getting a difficult diagnosis, finding out your child is autistic or bipolar or something like that. You know, you, you, you really can't separate your personal life from your professional life in the ways that our parents and grandfathers thought they could, you know, mm-hmm. I serve on on I serve to integrate rather than separate you know if you're a procrastinator at home you're going to be one at the office too and how about we just handle that you know so you can be happier in both places yeah I've also found too that aside from the astrology that uh, those other aspects um, are from my perspective and I have I've learned this over the years are not things that people are going to to say, hey, tell me what my future is. They are people who are providing information that actually confirms what you already know. The question is, are you touching base with your inner self so that you actually do know that? And nine times out of ten, it'll resonate with the person and they go, yeah, I've been kind of feeling that way. But as you said... Everything is in flux. Everything is moving and, 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 and flowing. I mean, it's like I've, we talked earlier about the, the macrocosmic world and the microcosmic world. Everything is moving. I mean, I still <laughs> drove myself crazy almost as a seven-year-old when I'm sitting in mass one Sunday morning trying to do blinking of my eyes so fast, doing two blinks, that they would be identical. And then it finally hit me that that was totally impossible because... Everything is in motion. So there are never two identical moments in the universe, ever. They're all unique. Now, that's only in the concept of man's uh, concept of time. But still, uh, you know, that's that's the, the whole aspect of change. Uh, I don't know about you. I chuckle every time I hear the phrase, in these uncertain times. And I go, when were we in certain times? Could you Could you... Point that out on a map somewhere, on a calendar. When did we ever have certain times? Never. There have never been certain times. And that's the nature of things. But we, in our own uh, uh, puny little minds, our ego-centered minds, we want stability. We want certainty, uh, you know, and so forth and so on. It doesn't exist. It, it's, it's, it's not possible because everything's in motion. I mean... I don't know about you, Beth, but uh, would you want to know if, uh, if if NASA knew that there was an asteroid headed directly for the planet Earth? Would you want to know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a Gemini and we want to know things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and if that were the case, what are you going to do? I, I put it in the same category as being abducted by aliens. 
Are you? How do you think? What are you going to get into a Faraday cage? You think that's going to stop the aliens from transporting you up to their ship and doing their their little procedures? Uh, there's nothing you can do about change. Consider it an alien that's that's probing you. That's life. Uh, as you said before, um, I was in a program many, many years ago, and they uh, they they noticed that everybody was really frustrated and anxious. And this was the first night, uh, rightly so. And they basically said, OK, there are many of you who say you don't want to be here. And to that, I say you're a liar because if you didn't want to be here, you wouldn't be. But you are. That means you must want to be here. Hard one to swallow. But true. And uh, so uh, this is where we live. And if you wanted to be somewhere else, you could. I want to ask you to that end. In that same context, what do you think, being uh, clairvoyant, clairaudient and so forth, what do you think or what do you feel humanity's reason for bringing about this scenario in which we are living now. Can you, have you gotten a a handle on that? Yeah. Yeah. The thing that always, and, and what I love about this moment is it fits so neatly into most um, scriptures of ancient cultures about the cyclical nature of our world. Uh, most ancient cultures have some sort of paradigms about cycles, again, of birth and and thriving and then getting out of balance and then some sort of realignment. And, you know, we're out of balance in a lot of ways. And even in Shakespeare, one of his major recurring themes is the truth comes out and then there's upheaval and then we return to balance. And... I think this is um, us returning to balance. And think about it. Getting back on to balance is not easy. And and first, it requires that perfect vision. First, we have to acknowledge that there's a problem. And when we don't acknowledge there's a problem, uh, it's like... It's like somebody facing their alcoholism or a family. It reminds me of my family when we had to face my mother's dementia. Nobody wanted to face it. Like this, she's not herself, something's wrong. And we had this raging debate within our family and our extended family about what do we do and how do we do it? And because my mother, God bless her, was such a force of nature. She has five planets in Scorpio. You know, that's a lot. That is a, she's a, She's a powerful girl. Um, nobody wanted to to stick their neck out. And so we kind of, in that way families do, just kind of checked out and put it on autopilot and waited for the disaster because that's what not being proactive gets you. And so then, you know, the inevitable happened you know, denial is only sustainable for so long. And, and, and procrastination, failure to deal is only sustainable for so long. And if you don't choose to take action, God will, or the forces of the universe will, the, the, the world seeks balance. And so um, I think this is just a process of returning to balance. And again, um, 
the optimism or pessimism is a personal choice on a day-to-day and a minute-to-minute basis. Oh my gosh, did you see Kim Stanwood Terranova? She's a minister at the Agape Church down in Los Angeles, and she spoke up here uh, six months ago as part of an inspirational series at the Marjorie Luke Theater. And she she said a lot of fantastic things that night. I'd never heard of her before, but she she talked about how hard it is to build that muscle and of spiritual discipline and how you basically have to forgive yourself when you can't do it and then just recommit. And she likened it to pilots flying a plane or driving a car where you're constantly having to make these minute little adjustments to keep yourself going at the direction, at the pace you want, at the altitude you want, so you arrive at your destination when you want it to. It's constant minute course corrections, and you have to constantly recommit to course correcting. And 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 it's it's much more internal than external right now those course connections we can't make change in the external world if we're not beginning within ourselves otherwise it's just spastic motion you know we we have to really practice a concept that's that's becoming more common in business right now called the sniper mind where, you know, it used to be in the in the 90s, it was all about multitasking and doing a whole bunch of things at once and not doing any of it well. You know, you're just really busy. And uh, in the last five or six or seven years, that's really shifted mm. to where in, in spiritual business communities, it's more about the sniper mind, where you are praying and meditating and doing your spiritual discipline more. You're doing more on the inner level so that you're actually doing less on the exterior level. But what you're doing is very precise and powerful, like a sniper uh, when he's working. They spend a lot of time just observing, staying calm and focused so that when they strike, uh, they use one bullet and get the job done. Well, Beth McDonald, I want to thank you so much for joining us here thank on you, Tell Me Your Story. This has been great. We're going to make it a point to have you back a little more regularly to talk about these kinds awesome. of things. We have great conversations. You have wonderful insights. <laughs> and um, it's it's something that I know we all need to be doing. We all need to, oh, my goodness, seek the answers from within. There is nobody outside yourself who the best that anybody on the outside can do as I, I mentioned earlier, and this is just my opinion, is confirm what you already know. That's all they can do. And what they know that they will confirm that you already know is going to change in 10 minutes, if not sooner, because everything is in motion. Um, we, need to make the, we need to make change our friend, our companion. We need to... Um, you know, look, I, I, and again, very quickly, I remember reading a book that was made mandatory at another station I worked for called Who Moved the Cheese? And I read it cover to cover. And I gave the book back to my boss and I said, I don't have a problem with people moving the cheese. If you want to move it, move it. I don't care. Just tell me that you moved it. That's all I ask, you know. So uh, the cheese is going to get moved, folks. I guarantee you. Uh, Beth, again, I thank you so much for joining us. Give us uh, once again that website and uh, contact information. 
BethMcDonaldConsulting.com, or you can email me at thebusinesspsychic at gmail.com. Fantastic. Beth McDonald, I thank you again for joining us. And I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And the only way that you're going to know about those choices is to start to go within. As Beth has already shared with us, and I've to- told you many times on this program, Nature is our greatest teacher. Spend some time out in nature. Meditate and pray and do whatever it is that you feel you need to do to get in touch with yourself. That's the first best relationship that you can have. Uh, Until our next broadcast podcast, love to love.